Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands which are figures of the true, but into heaven itself now to appear in the presence of God for us. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalms 20 and 29 The Lord hear thee in the day of trouble. The name of the God of Jacob defend thee. Send thee help from the sanctuary, and strengthen thee out of Zion. Remember all thy offerings, and accept thy burnt sacrifice. Grant thee thy heart's desire, and fulfill all thy mind. We will rejoice in thy salvation, and triumph in the name of the Lord our God. The Lord perform all thy petitions. Now know I that the Lord helpeth his anointed, and will hear him from his holy heaven, even with the wholesome strength of his right hand. Some put their trust in chariots, and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. They are brought down and fallen, but we are risen and stand upright. Save, Lord, and hear us, O King of heaven, when we call upon thee. Ascribe unto the Lord, O ye mighty, ascribe unto the Lord worship and strength. Ascribe unto the Lord the honor due unto his name. Worship the Lord with holy worship. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. It is the glorious God that maketh the thunder. It is the Lord that ruleth the sea. The voice of the Lord is mighty in operation. The voice of the Lord is a glorious voice. The voice of the Lord breaketh the cedar trees, yea, the Lord breaketh the cedars of Lebanon. He maketh them also to skip like a calf, Lebanon also and Syrian like a young unicorn. 
The voice of the Lord divideth the flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shaketh the wilderness. Yea, the Lord shaketh the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord maketh the hinds to bring forth young, and strippeth bare the forests. In his temple doth everything speak of his honor. The Lord sitteth above the water flood, and the Lord remaineth a king forever. The Lord shall give strength unto his people. The Lord shall give his people the blessing of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the twelfth chapter of the book of Isaiah. And in that day you will say, O Lord, I will praise you, though you were angry with me. Your anger is turned away, and you comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation, I will trust and not be afraid. For Yah the Lord is my strength and song, he also has become my salvation. Therefore with joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation, and in that day you will say, Praise the Lord, call upon his name, declare his deeds among the peoples, make mention that his name is exalted. Sing to the Lord, for he has done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout, O inhabitant of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in your midst. Here ends the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath holpen his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the twelfth verse of the first chapter of the book of Acts. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. And when they had entered, they went up into the upper room where they were staying. Peter, James, John, and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus, and Simon the zealot, and Judas the son of James. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women, and Mary the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. And in those days Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples, altogether the number of names was about a hundred and twenty, and said, Men and brethren, this scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit spoke before by the mouth of David concerning Judas, who became a guide to those who arrested Jesus, for he was numbered with us and obtained a part in this ministry. Now this man purchased a field with the wages of iniquity, and falling headlong, he burst open in the middle, and all his entrails gushed out. And it became known to all those dwelling in Jerusalem, so that this field is called in their own language, Akaldama, that is, field of blood. For it is written in the book of Psalms, Let his dwelling place be desolate, and let no one live in it. 
and let another take his office. Therefore, of these men who have accompanied us all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John to that day when he was taken up from us, one of these must become a witness with us of his resurrection. And they proposed two, Joseph called Barsabbas, who was surnamed Justus, and Matthias. And they prayed and said, You, O Lord, who know the hearts of all, show which of these two you have chosen to take the part in this ministry and apostleship, from which Judas by transgression fell, that he might go to his own place. And they cast their lots, and the lot fell on Matthias, and he was numbered with the eleven apostles. Here ends the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness and make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Grant we beseech thee, Almighty God, that like as we do believe thy only begotten Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, to have ascended into the heavens, so we may also in heart and mind thither ascend and with him continually dwell, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, one God, world without end. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening to all. We begin our lessons tonight in the two psalms and like as we talked about last week we have to look at them sort of side by side when we're given multiple ones like this 
Um, and so Psalm 20 is a David psalm. It's a psalm reflecting on an episode from the life of David, perhaps even written by David himself. And you have this, in this case, is uh, upon his return to Jerusalem after his exile in the wilderness, um, being hunted by King Saul, and after Saul met an, a sort of ignominious end, um, after having tried to slay David, um, at, you know, as we'll recall from our readings and morning prayer um, of earlier this year, um, we see that, you know, King Saul re is rejected by God as king and who, because for his rebellion against the stated commandments of the Lord. And as a result, David is anointed. And so you have David, the anointed king, and Saul, the pre, you know, the, re the sort of the rejected king. Um, and Saul chasing David, trying to kill him so that his kingly line will endure and that he can kind of, you know, outmaneuver God. Um, and uh, and thwart the purpose of God to install David and his line as the kingly line of Israel. And so that's important backdrop there because the psalm is is celebrating that this plot has failed. It's a kind of, you know, when we can look at it as a kind of, you know, coronation celebration, also a bit of a propagandistic kind of thing of saying, yeah, look how Saul failed to do this thing and the Lord is on David's side here. And it's true, truly, like at this point in the narrative, the Lord is on David's side, um, even though in the midst of David's wilderness wanderings, we could already begin to see some of the cracks forming in his character um, that would then lead to his own um, his own problems and his own disobedience to the to the will of the Lord. Um, but in this, you know, we said, no, the Lord kept his promise to David to preserve him so long as David preserved his innocence in the midst of this great injustice of Saul trying to hunt him. Um, and so this is celebrating that he has safely returned and that the Lord has, you know, upheld his anointed um, and that, you know, they, they didn't need to he didn't need to kind of compromise and scheme in order to do that. It was actually by the hand of the Lord that he was prevented from the terrible fate that Saul had for him. And then in Psalm 29, we see, um, on the other hand, we see this, you know, this, this kind of bigger picture perspective of Israel's relationship to the Lord being emblematic, uh, emblematized by that relationship uh, uh, between David and the Lord in Psalm 20. In this case, it is, you know, ascribe unto the Lord worship and strength, right? This strength in this case um, is the strength of kingdoms. This is the strength of military might. Um, and ascribing it, giving that over unto the Lord is a, is a way of saying that we are entrusting and making an offering and oblation of these things together. Not just saying like, yeah, go pay your religious, you know, filial duty over here and then, you know, sort of like get your act together with the tactics and stratagems of military might over here saying make a single offering of both the piety you owe to God, but then also whatever sense of, you know, prowess you have. Make that an offering unto the Lord. And then, as we'll see, kind of mirrored in the last verse of Psalm 29. We see that the Lord will return, what, to Israel? He will return after this offering. He will shake all the nations from north to south himself, from Lebanon up, in, which is north of Israel, down to the wilderness of Kadesh, which is along the eastern side of the Sinai Peninsula. It'll be, you know, this whole world, the, the whole region will be shaken. And then the Lord will deliver back after this oblation peace and strength. And he'll give back strength and he'll give peace. Um, and as a, and so this is the relationship that head that, that sort of you know hems in all the events, all the political events, and the you know sort of uh, you know the the wars and the intrigue and all the, the the scheming that happens in between. The Lord Himself is 
you know, a mighty man of war as the song of Moses goes, right? He comes along and he said, no, it's his strength that, that causes them to prevail. So as long as they continue to offer proper right worship and, you know, and entrust their strength to him, he will give them peace in the end and also um, strength in return, just like with David. And so we get a kind of bonus psalm tonight, actually, as we read Isaiah 12, which is written as a hymn of victory. And, and it's a it's a it's a strangely it's a strange one because it's 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 reflecting backwards on an event that hasn't taken place yet. Um, so it's a psalm that um, praise it sort of offers a reflective praise and thanksgiving for uh, the for a victory that that hasn't been assured yet um, because it hasn't happened yet. Um, and so uh, in the previous chapters of Isaiah leading up to this, we see, you know, the the prophet warning uh, Israel about, you know, not making sort of compromise deals with with neighboring uh, you know peoples in order to protect themselves against the Assyrians to the north who are kind of kicking at their door. He's saying, you know, don't entrust yourself to anybody but the Lord. Ascribe unto the Lord worship and strength and he will give you peace and strength in return. And instead, you know, and eventually they capitulate and they do exactly the thing they're not supposed to do. But at this point, they have sort of maintained their resolve and have heeded that word. And he says, if you were to, if you do this, um, we can, we can, we sing this, this sort of the, the oracle that Isaiah writes is this song of Thanksgiving, like the song of Thanksgiving in Psalm 20, uh, celebrating as though Israel has already been, has already defeated Assyria and that Assyria has already fallen simply because the people have made that decision not to compromise and to continue to ascribe to the Lord worship and strength. In the moment that they do that, Isaiah bursts forth in this psalm and as a way of saying, it is almost as if the Assyrians have already been defeated simply because the people refused to, comprom refused to compromise the heart. And then when we see and this thing kind of come full circle in a really interesting way in Acts one uh, twelve, which, you know, follows up on the ascension narrative. So we could easily kind of and, and almost lazily think that this is just kind of continuing the story of Acts from our ascension readings yesterday. But there's a really interesting point here, because um, if we'll, we'll reflect on it, you have as as it was in David's plight with his relationship to Saul, you had um, this person uh, kind of this person trying to sort of take the reins and to chase out and to destroy the anointed of God. And, you know, we can see in the parallelism of the story of David and the story of Jesus here, the place of Judas is somewhat, you know, is, is pretty much this very thing that Judas, you know, enacts this scheme that he sort of catalyzes this scheme and then and that brings together the forces of the Romans and the Jewish leadership. But Jewish, but, but Judas Iscariot is the one who is this, one who's been ordained by the Lord as one of the 12, as one of his anointed. And then he is going to chase the anointed one, who is Jesus himself, out of the city and attempt to destroy him. And Jesus will actually submit to that destruction. But then in being raised from the dead, will now come back, you know, come back to his among his people. But in the meantime, in the midst of the wilderness um, out there where he had chased the Lord, Judas himself in his despair destroys himself. And this is very much akin to Saul's, you know, ignominious demise um, after having chased David. He eventually has this kind of whimpering end after all of his chest beating from chasing David, that the end is this pathetic kind of ending for Saul. And very similar with Judas, who was an anointed of the Lord, who tried to destroy the Lord, who then was replaced because he tried to, he tried to take the reins and did not ascribe unto the Lord worship and strength. 
instead tried to do it under his own strength. So what are we to make of this? Um, as we reflect on the ascension and as we await Pentecost, we have to remember a couple of things. One is that it very much depends on whether we from the heart will ascribe unto the Lord worship and strength and whether we will actually and in practical ways entrust the substance of our lives unto the Lord. And if we the, the ascension of the of Christ up into the heavens reflects to us that, you know, it matters very much whether or not we continue to try to control our lives while Jesus Christ is sitting on his throne of glory in heaven. And that the more we try to do that, the more we become like Saul, the more we become like Judas. Whereas conversely, the more we open the hand of our life around worship and strength and ascribe them properly unto the Lord, he will return those things to us. He will return peace from his throne of glory in heaven, and he will return strength. And so in the midst of these things, like David, we have to preserve our innocence and be free of compromise with this world. And like our Lord gives us the example that it is through his sufferings and the obedience to God through those sufferings that then he's vindicated and lifted up above those who slayed him. And so for us, as we enter this season of the church year, as we reflect upon this very real thing in our lives, to remember that that is the point to preserve our innocence and to not compromise with the world, but to rather stay with the Lord and entrust things to him. And we will not be, uh, we will be rewarded in the end, that, that that will have good fruit in the end. We'll conclude with our intercession on page 590. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining in tonight. And thank you to Aaliyah, my co-leader tonight. I hope you have a wonderful start to your weekend and happy ascension. Thank you, yes. Father Hayden. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good night, everybody. Thank, Thank you. you. Have a good evening, everyone.